Welcome to this week's episode of the Get to the Contest Small Business Podcast. This week, I've got a really interesting guest, Andrew Tolhurst from J-Curve Solutions. Now, Andrew is an expert in ERP system. The reason I've got Andrew on the podcast is often when businesses are growing, you know, start out at a certain size, uh, they, you know, you can run it off Excel and then they might graduate to zero and then they might get a few systems and all these sorts of things. But J-Curve particularly strong in helping small businesses turn into medium and large businesses and, and just getting people to get a grip. A lot of our clients I've had over the years have had these growing pains and, and so it's a common area. So how to address these growing pains is an area where Andrew, I'm sure, can, can add a lot of value. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, Warwick. Great to be here. All right. Well, um, first up, I've talked about an ERP, and I, I hate jargon and, and, and initials without any description. So what is an ERP? Yeah, so, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, um, we say the word ERP, and a lot of people just look at me with uh, empty eyes. But basically, its technical name is uh, it's an enterprise resource planning system. Now, that's a fancy way for saying all-in-one solutions. What it does is it captures the, the functions of your multiple systems and put it, puts it into one single source of truth. So instead of having your, your separate accounting solution, separate infantry and separate CRM, it's all wrapped in one package. So you've got that 360 view and you can start running those reports and having that visibility over all areas of your business from one single source. Okay, so all-in-one for those sort of three main areas that you've just talked about, inventory, uh, CRM, and obviously the financial part of it. Yeah, so, so, so you touched on lightly there just um, about our small business edition of the system and, and working with small businesses. It, it very much those modules are incorporated into our small business edition of, of ERP. But ERP in general is set up and made up of many modules. So you purchase the modules that you need for your business at any one time, whether it's project management or fixed asset management. Um, so it's really a an all-encompassing software. It's a software that you can jump on and have for the rest of your life as a business. And we've got businesses that are you know, small man- wholesale distribution and manufacturing businesses around Australia, but you've got your big players like Google, Airbnb, Shopify that all run on on the system as well. Okay, touched on it briefly, but look, I, I guess an ERP is not for every every business. No, certainly not for every small business. So, how do you know if you've got some of the symptoms of what are some of the pains or or symptoms of a business that might benefit from from implementing? Yeah, so it, it comes down to three main ones. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to visibility, productivity, and, and ability to scale. Um, so you touched on there that. You know, it's an ERP is not for everyone. It's for growing businesses. Um, we usually work with businesses and ERP is usually suitable for businesses that start at that about that $2 million in turnover. Um, so an example would be, unfortunately, a lot of businesses come to us after they start feeling the pain um, in, in relation to, yep. to the business and the issues they're having. So uh, I guarantee you after the Christmas period, there'll be a lot of businesses coming to us. Um, they've got back orders out, out the door because traditionally they thought they had visibility over how their infantry is and you know what was in stock but it gets to the point where they've got so many orders going through the door that they haven't managed their infantry the correct way and now they've got back orders dating to you know the next couple of months 
handing back that visibility, giving that 360 view of the business back is, is a big one. Um, inability to scale, and, and, and Warwick, you would have seen this with some of the businesses that you work with, right? They, they grow very quickly, and as they grow, they invest more and more money into, into labor and, and ways to keep the business running rather than actually functioning. A system like an ERP allows those businesses to begin to, to get the most out of their employees at that current time. Um, in fact, get get them using different different systems, different areas, and have have them access to other areas that traditionally they wouldn't have had access to without the system in place. Um, yeah, because uh, as you touched on, like, and there's a time and place for everything, but just throwing more bodies at the problem. Exactly. Uh, that's uh, it's expensive, particularly you know if it's in in sort of Western labour rates. Yeah. Uh, throwing throwing bodies at a problem doesn't solve it, and yeah. and adds up. Yeah, exactly. So. What it allows you to do is get the people, get the most out of your current labor in the business, but then you can start using that money on growing the business, right, instead of running it. Um, so start investing in some of your marketing campaigns um, through, your, through your EDMs and maybe some some radio spots um, to get some coverage. Uh, or your sales team, you know, you, you're growing, you want to get into more areas, you want to have, as, as more and more comes through the pipe within your sales team, you want them to have a, a dedicated person to each state or each territory, whatever it may be. So you, you make sure that you're on top of all the priorities at hand and you really um, capture what, what you need to. Yeah, so having a solution which can eliminate potentially hundreds or thousands of hours of labour mm. and then re-diverting those savings into uh, actually growing the business. Exactly. And I mean, a, a perfect example is ourselves. Where, I mean, we, we use NetSuite ourselves um, and we wouldn't be very good at our job um, if, if we didn't. Um, so uh, very much I can I can log into the CRM of the system. Uh, one of my colleagues, say Michael, uh, may be working on an opportunity um, with a business. I can see that full visibility in the record um, and say, hey, listen, Michael's focusing on this part, um, on this opportunity. Um, let, let me step back and work on something, another priority or an opportunity for the business so we're not doubling up the workload allows that visibility, as you talked about, deletes, you know, reduces a chance of duplication yep. and also uh, probably greater chance of success because whoever you're pitching to knows that the other one hand is talking to the other hand rather than it being a, a loose faith in the organisation. Yeah, yeah, exactly so, right. So you touched on that, that third point there, right, there, productivity, multiple systems. Um, you, a lot of businesses, they, it's, it starts with a process, right? It starts with a skill or an idea, and then usually you bring on an accounting system and then maybe some spreadsheets for your operations, and that works up to a point, and that will work for business for their entire journey. But there are those businesses that are growing quickly and need something else to bring on board. Instead of you know a business owner uh, spending their afternoons filling out spreadsheets or instead of taking their, their kid to training, um, swimming training or AFL training, as you, as you know, Warwick, the next bomber potentially, <laughs> they're consolidating systems at night and they're missing that. So this allows them to get their time back and uh, to be able to focus on the things they need to. Uh, okay. So there, there's some of the... the, the, the- triggers and symptoms of, of a business and why they should do it. So there's, there's plenty of solutions out there and, and obviously you're, you're with, with J-Curve Solutions but this isn't an ad for you guys no, as much. But no. um, what is this, how, you know, I'm a small business owner, might be earning, you know, or have, you know, three, three million bucks of revenue and, and have some inventory and it might have 20, you know, 15, 20 staff that I've, and I've got to keep occupied and I'm, I've got all these pain points. Where do I start? How do I go around looking for an ERP? Yeah, um, I, it, it, it's a very good question because it can be a bit of a wilderness sometimes. There are so many options out there. When it comes to uh, looking for an ERP and, and looking for the right, the right one for your business, you really need to, first off, I would advise to, to contact maybe an, an independent consultant or someone who specialises in 
in choosing um, systems for a business, they will be able to get you on the right foot straight away, right? So it's important that you you as a business understand what are the things that are hurting you from day one. What are, what are the things you want in the new systems um, as well as what would be nice to have? Because at the end of the day, there are different budget levels when it comes to ERP um, and there are different skill sets. And ERP at the end of the day, they all very much do the same thing. They go from A to B. It's about the journey. Um, implementation partners are, are very important. Us personally, we've prided ourselves on our customer service with our clients. Um, but it's it's very important that when you approach an implementation implementation partner you ask him you know what is the core range have you dealt with businesses like mine before because past experience is crucial then you know the implementation is going to they've they've done it before ask them for case studies you know ask them for even customer testimonials if you have to Um, the implementation partner and the journey is the most important thing because when it comes down to a business who's unhappy with with this their software it's one of two things the first one it's not the right software for their business number two the implementation wasn't done successfully right and you want to have the confidence on the implementation because i can guarantee you if you don't pick the right partner and the implementation isn't done well you're going to have issues throughout the world of hurt then and which uh some of the listeners of the podcast uh, i know that um Paul Henderson talks about that actual customer success mm. being the ultimate measure of the business's success because if, if it's not being used, well, that, that software for the for the business vendor the, mm. or the software vendor, well, it won't be won't be in, in for long, or, no. and there's, they won't be getting referrals and growing their business. No, so, uh, yeah, really really important. I was going to add, I, I'd, if I was going to, because these things are painful. Um, no offence, but when, when any any, <laughs> bis- any business change, yep. most of us don't like change unless we can see a real reason and mm. and, and, and see it's going to make our lives easier. Uh, and, and so it, it can be a, a real pain in the backside. Um, so to get getting the right people to help you implement is mm. is uh, in my view critical. And I would be any any sort of big changes in in our business and and also the clients that we look after. I would say just go in and interview a couple of the customers of these people and mm. see you know what's the feedback. Yeah, most definitely because you'll get some, uh, you know, they're not going to put you in touch with the your absolute failure of the implementation, <laughs> of course, but um, but they're, they're going to put you in touch with people and they'll tell you mm. the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, so setting, to me, it's just speaking to people that are similar circumstances and, and really getting it from the, the horse's mouth rather than the website, which will say, you know, all problems will be solved at the click of a button. Kind yeah, of thing, exactly. So. And, and where there's, there's no betting around the bush. It is, it is a big change for business, but it's a change that needs to happen for them to, to grow and scale. Um, you can only get so far on having those standalone solutions. Um, like I said, the, the limitations are, are endless, but you will never outgrow this solution once you on an ERP once you you jump on it. Yeah, so enabling that scale, and I guess a lot of the well, I don't know. I, I would assume that many of the business owners are quite for it if they're progressive and forward thinking. But getting the the staff or the team involved, how, what, what's your thoughts around getting the team engaged? How do you? Yeah, so, I mean, it's a very good point. I mean, when it comes down to getting them engaged in the implementation, it's very much about having and identifying very early on, and this goes towards a successful implementation, having a champion with the business, someone who owns it, something, someone who is basically the project manager on customer side. Now, when you go through these implementation, we provide our own, own project manager, but someone who can run the team and get them comfortable. A lot of people don't like change, right? But there's a way to ease into change by having someone who's keeping them updated and training them and helping them um, work out ways to successfully use a new solution. 
it makes people feel more comfortable with the change and, and, and they're more willing to, to bring it on board. Um, yeah, and I guess also selling them that it's not a threat necessarily to their job, it will actually allow them to, to do more of the stuff they love and automate the stuff that's a grind. Exactly. It almost upskills them in a way because suddenly they'll be able to access and, and work in different avenues and different parts of the business that traditionally they wouldn't have been able to do. The automation allows them to, to begin growing their talent set. It, it's not a threat. It's an opportunity for these, these businesses to really, and the, the employees within the business to become more in tune and more um, attached to the business in a way. And, and also that they become indispensable to the business. Exactly. And, opposed to just a lesser skilled, I'm not going to say unskilled, but a lower level of skilled mm. uh, position. There might be five people if that could be can, like that, that are easily replaced mm. if they're now uh, doing more high-value work and they're more valuable to that particular business world, mm. presumably the business is happier with them and there's more opportunities for them as well. Exactly. So, great. So when you're considering how to implement, what are some other mistakes people should avoid yeah so i think a lot a lot of the time um you need to really go in with an open mind you know understand that these things they they have their they have their time and they have their moment and it is it is a learning curve for the business things aren't going to change overnight but you're putting in the right foundation straight away so keeping the spirit of change is is always important and, and staying with the basics um at the end of the day we want you to have that smooth implementation Keep doing what you're doing, but understand there's going to be change in the traditional ways that, that you've gone about it. It's in the, it's it's for a better cause. It's to get your business the most efficient possible moving forward. Right, right. And and so bumps in the road. My my view is being really clear. There's going to be some benefit from this, and making sure that we've educated the the whole team what the path looks like. So. Mm. Uh, and, and tell them there's going to be bumps in the road and, and ask for, for their patience and, mm. and, and enthusiasm towards the change and, and embrace it. Uh, and also, hey, the business will accommodate. You know, it's not, not, we're not just going to turn everything off one day and turn up the next day and it's all going to work perfectly mm. and expect you to. So making sure that the guys know that there's a time and space to get it right, mm. I think, is really and, important. And, and some of that falls on the implementation partner. So where we come from, you know, when we go through an implementation, um, we always have a, a statement of work at the beginning of the, of the, of the process. This is exactly what us as a, as a partner will do and what the business will do during the implementation. People don't like, you know, hidden things jumping out in the middle of an implementation. You've got to keep it clean, simple, upfront, um, and so there's no hidden surprises. And um, that causes a smooth and, and helps people feel more comfortable during the, the transition. In your experience, you have to implement... Say you were, you had a finance, inventory, and, and CRM. Do you have to implement changes overnight on all three, or can you sort of stagger the implementation? Yeah, really good question. So, um, depends on the partner. Us ourselves, we built with our, our small business edition of, of NetSuite um, a, a staged implementation. Um, we understand for, for small businesses, it's 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 a it's a big step. Um, so, how do we not have a huge impact overnight um, and cause chaos because at the end of the day, these businesses have got to um, still operate, right, yep. while bringing on a new system. So we very much come in and we, we look at a business and we say, you know, these are the core functions that you do day in, day out. So if they're a, if they're a um, wholesale distributor but their main business online, great. We'll get the infantry management, the finance and the e-commerce platform up and running first because that's what they need from day one. Stage two and stage three can come later. Now, we, we have a timeline between eight and 12 weeks for implementation. So 
you know, that those stage two and stage three will come within those eight, 12 weeks. But what can we do right now to get that business up and running and have the employees in that business trained in the right things from day one to ensure that they're comfortable with the solution? Marketing, um, maybe CRM, those things can come in stage two or stage three. They're not, they're not crucial for the business overnight. So it, it stops that dramatic change. You know, you don't have to shut down the business and spend a week implementing something. It's a three-month thing where gradually you, you move over the system. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. So, awesome. Well, thanks for sharing a little bit about, uh, you know, how businesses can work and benefit from a, an ERP, but a little bit about yourself. And this is the Get to the Contest Small Business Podcast. So, for, for you, when you're working with your clients, what makes a successful day for you? What, what What's the one thing that you've always got to have your finger on the pulse on to ensure that you're successful at, at delivering your services? Um, so I'm, I'm a big believer of um, knowledge is power. So you very much need to stay on top of not only your own product, your competitors, what's going on in the market, what's going on with small businesses to be one of the most informed people in the room. That for me is, is crucial to, to be successful every day in my, in my job so I can understand where those businesses are coming from and, and how to help them out moving forward, understand their world. Because at the end of the day, well, I, I work in a small and medium business myself at, at J-Curve Solutions, but um, understand you know the, the key pains and, and pressures they're feeling um, by reading and keeping informed with, okay. with the market. So just being ultra prepared and being the most informed person in the room so you can answer any of your clients' queries mm-hmm. or, or questions. Yeah. Exactly. Love it. So, okay, what's the best thing about what you do? So I, um, believe it or not, I actually started off in, in finance, so about, you know, five years ago. And I spent, uh, you know, 12 months sitting behind a desk and uh, I actually couldn't stand it after 12 Oh, my 12 commiserations. <laughs> yes, get away. Yeah. So I decided to go into sales and I went into sales simply for one reason, because I like talking and meeting people from different walks of life. So I get the opportunity to go out and, I mean, I'm, I'm a partner manager for the business, so I, I mostly deal with accountants and, our, and advisors and, and people like yourself and technology partners. But a lot of them are also small businesses themselves. They come from different paths. They come from different avenues. They got and the stories, you know, it's it's, it's just incredible. And it's it's so much different than working in a corporate environment, and so refreshing, right? I remember I went out on a on a customer visit six or seven months ago, um, and we walked in and we were catching up. You know, how's the solution going for you? Is anything we can help you? Is there any third party things that we can help you out with? But the meeting was for an hour, but it went for about two and a half because afterwards, he, you know, the owner, I think his name is Derek, took us into this other room, showed us all the awards he'd won. This was based out in, in Bathurst. He'd won some local award um, and pride and joy, right? But it's the, at the end of the day, the owner and the business itself, the owner's, the owner's blood runs through the business. It's their pride and joy. Um, and it's that, like their child, right? It, like- exactly right. So that is the, the best part of my business. Seeing systems like ours, help them get to where they want to be. Love it. And, and that, that lost to me about relationships. and Very much and so. And it's, it's not so much about the, the the solution, there's software, there's accounting, there's whatever, but it's helping people and playing a part and helping people grow and achieve their goals. Exactly it's, right. It's really rewarding. And, yeah. And I'm like you. I, I, that's why I, I was in the corporate world uh, a long while back and it was just 
I found it really soulless. Mm. Um, I loved dealing. You know, we had some big numbers on the on the spreadsheets we were punching out, but it just it didn't mean anything. <laughs> I might have needed me up here at the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, we had all the sisters, but like, it, but it was it didn't mean anything to me. Yeah, uh, and I, I just really struggled with that mm. because I was just coming in and. I didn't know really what difference I was making, whereas in uh, small business, you, you, you've got that connection. Mm. So, yeah, I, re- I can really uh, relate to that. What's some of the best pieces of advice you've seen to business owners or, or even yourself uh, when it comes to business and finance? Um, so one of the um, the best piece of advice that I got told, told was by a gentleman named Floyd Garnett um, while I was working for, for in the corporate life in my past life. Um he told me at the time, I was, I was very young at the time, he told me 20s for learning, 30s for earning. And what that meant was, and you can take that at whatever age you want, pace yourself, enjoy the journey because if you enjoy what you do, you'll get to where you want to be. And I tell that to, I told that to all my friends, everyone that I meet because it is so important. It puts things in perspective. You've got time, right? You don't need to become a superstar overnight. And when it comes to small business, you know, the same thing. You're not going to be a huge business overnight. It takes time. You've got to put in the work first. You've got to learn. And whether that learning's through education, whether it's through life experience, through travel, use all that experience and make it your own into something. Yeah, no one has all those life experiences that you have had. You're the only person in the world that have yeah. had all those moments, yeah. which makes you unique. And if you condense them and distill them into something, that, that, that's what can make you stand out from the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, great advice. What are some of the uh, the bigger mistakes in, uh, that you've seen seen businesses make? Yes, yeah, or, so, or, or perhaps businesses that have failed. Uh, what What are some examples, and what's it cost them? Well, I think I mean I I, I don't necessarily focus on maybe the, the the failures, but the positives that come from this message. So it very much reflects of the, on the last statement I said about twenties for learning, thirties for earning. Um, it's trying to get. To, to do too much too fast um, and be focused too on the short term, right? So there's a, there's a business up here um, called uh, Body Movement Gym and I've seen a lot of businesses, um, there's a lot of gyms, right? There's a lot of gyms that set up, yep. especially here on the Central Coast and not all of them succeed like this one has. Now, Scott very much, uh, who's the owner of the business, a good friend of mine, he very much uh, started with a passion he was in it for the right reasons. He wasn't in it for the short-term goals of money or or uh, success. He was there because he loved what he did. Yep. And because of that, you know, three or four years later, he's just purchased the building next door to, to the gym and knocked down the wall and, and expanded it to double the size. But he, if you ask him why he got into it, it would never because he wanted money in the short term or he wanted to be successful. It's because he just loved what he did. He loved helping people. And I can tell you what, he's got the most loyal client base that you'll ever see. Now, what book or movie really had an impact on you? So I would say, um, and this is probably a common one as well, um, Shawshank Redemption. So I absolutely love that movie to bits. Um, Coming in today, um, it's very much, it reminds me of the weather because it's been hailing and, and, and absolutely pouring down with rain outside reminds me of the of the weather when um andy dufresne's there on top of the on top of the sewer pipe smashing with a rock waiting for the the lightning lightning to strike um but i think it's just got fantastic uh messages in it and you touched on it on one of them earlier just before about friendship right you know about mateship and uh you know we've we've experienced it with the client of our football club in the past but it's 
the first one I would say is, is perseverance. So um, things can get real tough. And I think Andy Dufresne's situation being framed for murder um, is as tough as it pretty much gets. <laughs> but he was persistent. And when he was tunneling through that sewer tunnel and trying to get out, he was 100% determined he was going to get to the end, right? There was no doubt in his mind that was going to happen, that whole... He had a clear sense of purpose from the moment he got into the prison. Yep. He knew what he was wanted to do. Mm. Uh, and funny you should say that, and, and this isn't uh, wasn't teed up, we haven't talked about this, but I highly recommend uh, the, the listeners to go and check out on the Fox Group blog. I have written a, a, a blog about the business links between Shawshank Redemption oh, really? and... And business. So uh, thanks for that little nice yeah. segue. I, into, I actually had no idea. Yeah, so. it's, uh, no, it's 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 absolute uh, classic movie. Lot of, and yeah, but there are so many connections to business and friendship relationships. Focus, drive. He was ahead of the game. He, you know, when everyone else is playing checkers, he was playing chess because mm. he he knew what he wanted to do. But he made sure. And the part I really love about that movie is he he had his goal. Mm. But it wasn't at the expense of everyone else. He actually lifted people around him. Mm. So he didn't pull people down around him. He actually made best of a bad situation and, and lifted his community. And, and which I guess is, you know, a small business, mm. what we want to be doing, you know, helping helping right. others. So, And if you haven't seen Shawshank Redemption, um, I give you permission to stop listening to the podcast now and, yeah, and, go, and go and go and download it on Netflix. Yeah. So, all righty. Now, thank you so much for, for sharing today. Uh, if people want to learn a bit more about uh, ERPs or want to have a chat about how, uh, how would they get in touch with you or what, what's, what, what do you suggest they do? Um, yeah, so if, if you're interested in learning more about EMP, I, I mean, I'm more than happy, happy to have a chat um, with yourself. Um, our, our website, I'll speak into Warwick. Or even, and I'm, I'm assuming this will get through, Andrew Tolhurst with one L. Yep. And J-Curve Solutions, uh, chuck that into Google. And, I should and, turn up. And you'll turn up. So. Yeah. Well, mate, thanks so much for sharing about how you, you can help people scale, give them visibility and, and increase the productivity and, and so that they've got a better business and a better life. So really appreciate your time and uh, thanks for being a part of the podcast. Yeah, not a problem. Thanks for having me. Well, there you have it. That was my chat with Andrew Tolhurst from J-Curve Solutions. So, uh, so many uh, bits of wisdom there from Andrew about how an ERP can help your business grow. So, look, a couple of my key takeaways. Number one, and this to me was probably the, the, the main point, an ERP, it's all about getting more visibility or better visibility, increased productivity, and enabling your business to scale. So, if they're the headaches that you've got in your business as you grow and you reach a certain size, you know, typically a couple of million and, and you know, multiple systems that you're, you're struggling to integrate. If you can get in real improvements in, in that area of your business, around those three key areas, your business will be a hell of a lot better off. Um, so, which links to number two. Andrew talked about, you know, utilising the, the savings and the efficiency, you know, by, by not just throwing labour at a problem. Well, you can redirect the, those resources into getting out there and growing your business, you know, marketing, sales, uh, innovation, product design, whatever it is. But, you know, this is what, once you've got an ERP in place, uh, your business is, is set up and you can and you can really devote more resources to, to the areas where you start making money. Three, to getting the team on board. Now, typically teams or people don't like change and disruption. So Andrew was, was really big on having a champion 
that was a go-to person, uh, educating and, and educating educating the team about what the, the timeline looks like for the, for the changes, why we're doing it, what it looks like, not not painting a, a, a just a rosy picture and then and then the reality of, of the headaches that hit. So making sure the team are on board, you've got a champion and they, they understand why we're doing it and, and the, the end goal and the end game. Really, really critical if you're going to implement change in a business to do that. So the spirit of change if you're not going to have that spirit, just don't do it, basically. So, you know, it, it really being aware of why you're doing it and, and if, if you don't have a team that are going to embrace, then your pro- ERP is probably not for you and your, and your business is probably going to stay there. Andrew talked about uh, his version of the get, getting to the contest. And that's just, and to me, came down to just being prepared. So being the most informed person in the room, so avoiding surprises. So, you know, preparation... It's one of those things which it's easy to overlook, but when you go in prepared, you're that much more confident and, and you're in a position to, to respond to, because you have prepared to any, any client queries, you're going to be more successful. So it sounds simple and obvious, but if you're not prepared, you will be less than optimal in your performance. And lastly, the other thing that I, I was really glad that uh, Andrew shared was don't try to do think too much too fast. Implement slowly, uh, and this is whether it's in implementing an ERP or, or even just your career progress. So don't just have a short-term focus and try to, to nail everything and be the best in 10 seconds or, or to, to change everything in 10 seconds. So, you know, have a plan, be deliberate around the, the focus or the areas that you're going to improve on, uh, but don't try to do it all at once. It just doesn't work. So, uh, you know, too much too fast doesn't work. Short-term focus doesn't work have a long-term plan and stick to it. So there's some some of the key takeaways from the chat with, with Andrew. I hope you got something out of it. And we look forward to you joining us uh, for the next episode of the Get to the Contest Small Business Podcast.